All right, everybody, welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul. And I'm Eric. That's right, and we're back here today starting a new series. We just got done uh, wrapping up. We did the Avengers for four weeks in a row uh, to kick off 2021, uh, digging into that Hickman Avengers run. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, good good start. Oh, yeah, really good start. That was one of the best comics we've read on the podcast so oh, far, yeah. in my opinion, at least. Oh, for sure. Um, Definitely. Not the best, certainly, but nah. very, very, very high ranking, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, number one for me is going to be All-Star Superman for the foreseeable future, but <laughs> that's just me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be starting out this week with um, a different thing. We're kind of, we were originally going to do WandaVision here, but the series is not as close to done as I would prefer before we talk about it. So we're going to wait a few yeah. more weeks. We're going to cover it the week the finale comes out, and then like, I think maybe the week after. Or maybe it'll be the week before, something like that. Or maybe we'll just do one week of it, who knows. Yeah, because this is definitely the show to do it for, it seems like. What, to wait, you mean, to talk about yeah, it? Yeah, because imagine yeah. if we would have done an ep- like uh, an episode on just the first or second episode. Yeah, we've been like, well, I mean, it's kind of like a sitcom, the end. Yeah, <laughs> something's going to happen. We don't know what. Oh, man. yeah, You started watching it, didn't you? Yeah, I'm through the first two now. And okay. Is it, has there been four so far? There's four so far, yeah. yeah. Um, the fourth one is probably my least favorite so far, so I'm hoping that... That's why, again, I'm glad to wait for it, because I, if I had to just talk about the fourth episode, I'd be like, that was boring. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, so... Because at first I was complaining that like not enough was happening, but then all of a sudden they started explaining too much, and I was like, stop, stop, stop. That's what I was afraid yeah. of, yeah. They just had a whole episode where they were just like, here's how all the rules work and all the mysteries are solved. Uh, and I was like, oh, cool. Why? Yeah. It's like, for, sorry, sorry, not to piss you off with all that David Lynch stuff. No, 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 we're yeah, stopping yeah. now. Yeah, well, don't worry, because I've just been seeing constant articles about how, like, oh, uh, pretty soon there's going to be the big, like, special guest uh, cameo or something, that, like, because it was, like, Elizabeth Olsen yeah. had a quote where, like, she said it was com- going to be comparable to, like, Luke showing up in The Mandalorian. So, yeah. I, uh, I, that I'm, doesn't excite me. Yeah. I know. It's, like, why? I don't know. It's uh, it's, we'll it's just going to end up being, like, a fucking, like, hallucination of, like, Tony Stark or something. Everyone's going to be like, holy shit. I'm gonna be like, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, it, it better be something actually vital to like the story and not just like a, hey, look, it's that guy. And then it like never ends yeah, up Yeah, like her creating one of her friends just for a little cameo. Yeah, yeah that, that'd that be really exciting. Oh, boy. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> but that's why I'm glad to wait and talk about it. Cause oh, yeah. I started out being kind of hyped about it. That last episode got me pretty sour, but I'd, ra- <laughs> I'd rather see where it all ends up. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but this week, we're not here to talk about Marvel. Actually, I take that back. We are. But yeah. we're here to talk about Star Wars Marvel. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're today we're going to be starting our first uh, little dip into the toes of the Star Wars comic book universe. Um, really, there's not that many good Star Wars. Con- Again, I have not read them all, so I apologize if I'm completely off the mark here. But from what I understand, there's not that many good Star Wars comics. There's a lot of duds, but the ones that are good are really, really highly recommended. How's the Doctor Afro ones? That those ones are are some of the best. I was like, going to say Vader cause... going into Doctor Afro is usually what everyone recommends. I was going to say because after like these first six issues of this comic, like I'm definitely interested in like something with uh, her, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So definitely go and, and keep reading uh, that story because that just keeps getting better and better. Oh, yeah. And like a lot of the Vader comics are good, but there's a lot of Star Wars comics that I've just like heard nothing about um which is not like there's like a freaking like mace windu comic and like a fucking like bb8 comic and a poe dameron comic okay the bb8 one i might not i might be making up (laughs) (laughs) i mean i totally believe i totally bought it i had no doubt that that the adventures of bb8 no it probably does exist (laughs) right um yeah we're gonna be starting a three-week uh basically star wars series here we're gonna be reading uh gillen's vader run the that where it all like kicks off the 2015 run from vader which introduces dr afra uh we're gonna be reading that for three weeks as well as watching the original star wars trilogy with darth vader that yep. you might have heard of him he's, he's pretty famous 
God, should we have done the prequels? Uh, we still could at some point. <laughs> I honestly just for like the nostalgia of going back and watching those. Yeah, I'm, I remember like six months ago or something. I ended up watching like an hour of uh, what, what's the first one? Uh, Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I put it on as a joke, and then we were like, "Are we going to turn this off?" Yeah, we ended up. We just should probably it. turn this off, <laughs> <laughs> like every ten minutes. Oh Lord. Yeah. So yeah, we we might do that. I mean, we've watched worse movies, probably. Oh, hands down. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I mean, I'll still watch a Phantom Menace just purely for Duel like, of the, the Fates. Duel of the Fates. <laughs> yeah, that right. scene. Yeah, it's completely worth it. Yeah. Is it though? Not for, completely. For Misa step in the poopy. I mean, it's at least <laughs> one enjoyable moment. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, but we'll get there. I mean, we're we're, we're doing chronological order maybe yeah so after see. this we'll find some reason to do the prequels there's some kind of comic that fits with that i'm sure uh, i'm sure there is. there's got to be some kind of like flashback Obi. there's got to be a good obi-wan comic come on how is there not just a solo jar jar binks comic <laughs> oh my god there might be <laughs> don't even don't even go there honestly i wouldn't it would not be out of the realm of possibility yeah uh, but that, yeah, that's our plan this week. I, I think I got in the mood to do this because uh, they made Star Wars Battlefront 2 free on oh, yeah. Epic Games, so I've been playing that a lot lately. Oh, speaking of which, so um, I, I've like I've been reading ahead. I'm a couple issues into like next week's run, yeah. and Bosk shows up. In oh, the next really? I- in uh, issue seven? Yeah, because yeah. me, me and you have been playing a lot of Battlefront 2, and one of the heroes you can play as in that game, like it's basically like a shooter, like Battlefront or yeah. like Battlefield, but you can play as heroes, which are usually Jedi, but sometimes not, like Boba Fett and like Princess. Leia. Yep. And one of them is Bosk, who is a character I had no recollection of from the original trilogy. He's like a lizard man. Yeah, he's like a lizard bounty hunter dude. Yeah, so I'm. We're, that's one thing I'm keeping out a, a look for as we go through these prequel or through these original trilogy movies again, because I so far, we watched the first one, no sign of Bosk yet. I've yet to be convinced he I exists. I think he's only in Return of the Jedi, and I think it's just like a shot of him standing he, in he the He damn cantina. well better be. If I come out of these <laughs> not seeing Bosk, I'm going to be so upset. You're going to be pumped, though, because it's awesome, because in the comics, uh, when he like talks... It it, it like always like ends with like a bunch of S's. So he like sl- like, <laughs> He's like does a snake slithers man. when he talks. That's yeah. perfect. That's right. great. <laughs> it fucking fits. Uh, but yeah, so we'll be reading ahead uh, to that part next week. Uh, today we're going to be starting out with issues uh, one through six of this Vader run. Uh, before we get too far, I just want to get through some of the brass tacks since we are starting a number one of a new series here. Um, if you if this is your first time joining us, usually what we'll do is we'll read one comic book like arc, usually six issues, sometimes more. We did more like for the last series just to get through more of it. Yeah. Um, but we'll usually read one chunk of the comic book, and then after that, at the end of the episode, we compare it to an adaptation based on that same character, or that same franchise. Um, so, like for example, we've read a, a Catwoman comic before, and then watched the Catwoman movie. For example, uh, we read some Power Rangers comics, and then went through a bunch of Power Rangers like old TV show episodes. We've done a bunch of stuff like that. Oh yeah, shit. Uh, do we? Are we gonna start with the movie? What do you mean? Like, are we gonna start out the episode talking about the movie? Oh, we've done we, that in the past. Did we do that? We? Yeah, we technically the movie came first. You're right. Maybe maybe we should do that. We're gonna we're gonna do that again because I think we've done that before. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's the good way to do it. Do I mean, you timestamp it usually anyway, right? Well, and, and actually, if we're gonna do it in chronological order, we should talk about the movie first because the comic takes place right after uh, A New Hope. Yeah, I was gonna say it almost fits like right in. So that's a brilliant idea. Let's yeah. do that first. So sorry, creative team of the comic. We're gonna get to that <laughs> later. Uh, Creative team of the movie. Have you guys heard of this guy named George Lucas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who's that guy? Uh, but yes, we're going to talk about uh, A New Hope, which is the first Star Wars movie. We uh, watched it recently. Unfortunately, we couldn't. We don't have our hands on the original. Uh, that's really hard to find oh, these Lord. days. I was um, going to say, because there's definitely not a Blu-ray of... Well, even the Blu-ray is this version of it. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, there's 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 no good quality version of like the original cut without all the CGI garbage in it. Oh lord! I mean, I noticed after having recently watched uh, Return of the Jedi and um, 
The Empire Strikes Back. Like, there's definitely a lot less in the first one than there is in than the, there is in the, the other two. In the, there's, I mean, in Return of the Jedi, obviously, there's the whole fucking nothing, cantina song. Yeah, nothing's as egregious as that whole fucking musical number they added. <laughs> People just, spent time on that's that. That's just nonsense. Thinking it was good, but even in this movie, you can kind of tell with some of the CGI they added. It's just so annoying because, like, literally, things will walk in front of the screen. Yep. or they'll have a whole scene of just like this dinosaur like throwing Ewoks around. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, who? Oh my god. Who or, like, or stormtroopers falling off like giant like elephant mo- like yeah. bugs or whatever. And like on, it doesn't annoy me on principle. Like there's sometimes it, that it happens and it doesn't bother me. Like it'll just be in the background or they'll just show stormtroopers just riding them instead of walking. Oh like, yeah, uh, sure. I don't care. It's not bothering me. But when you cut away to it or literally one walks through the camera like a fucking extra on set. Yep. that's super <laughs> fucking annoying. Okay, well what was worse, that or Jabba the Hutt? Oh my god, Jabba the <laughs> There's a scene, I don't know how well everyone remembers like this recut of the a New Hope, but there's a scene where Han Solo, there's no way this was in the original. I guess I don't remember. Oh no, for it sure. is, but it, they use like the model. Oh, like, I would have to look up of clips it. of it. Yeah, cuz all I can imagine in my head now is the CGI monstrosity Jabba Dude, the Hutt. Dude, honestly, it's kind of like a sin and like a slap to the like creative team that created that cuz like the original model for the movies for Jabba was not that bad. Yeah, in like, Return of the Jedi, I don't think they CGI him, do they? Or is it still I guess I, we'll find out. I can't remember, yeah. but I I know because I think because it was uh, just like uh, in a not moving or whatever, like and, it, it was kind of easier. And is but... it just me or does he look like tiny here? He's oh, like, they definitely do He's like tiny him. the hut. Yeah, they, they <laughs> shrunk him down for sure. Like, I think it's just because like uh, that's where like Han Solo is looking and like the way they, like the CGI works, like it's always Han Solo like right up on Jabba, like they're grinding at the club. Oh yeah, like they're like breathing <laughs> in each other's mouths. Like the, the spacing is not right because it was no. not shot that way. No, and, yeah, because uh, Harrison Ford just looks like he's staring at a wall. Yeah. Like there's no, it, it just looks so jarring. And that's scene could have just been easily cut too you don't even need the scene of no. him talking to Jabba just have him go on the run like it's all resolved later yeah it's not that important like you can just be like yeah I'm in a bunch of shit and owe a bunch of money to Jabba the Hutt like we should take off right away yeah like and then you could get in the shootout with him and the the stormtroopers after that it's mm-hmm. like yeah I don't know um but yeah over, overall I think rewatching it I think this movie is fine like I think it, it oh, honestly I still get, like it. it gets boring in parts I think uh, on the rewatch, there's definitely parts where I'm like, let's or, let's it's, go. It, there are a lot of dry spots, but yeah, as, as a whole composition, I. But yeah, still I, I think I think the characters work really well. I mean, I, I like you know like Obi Wan Kenobi and like Luke and Han Solo and Leia and like you oh know, yeah, they they all have really good roles in this. Um, it's just like the plot progression. I feel like it kind of slogs sometimes. Like when they're like in the Death Star, like the first time, like yeah. you know, like in the garbage shoots and stuff. I'm like, come on. <laughs> yeah, like for as iconic as the garbage shoot scene is, I don't know if it just hasn't aged well. Or if like, but because I met like I remember back in the day when I was a kid. Obviously, like I remember that scene being a lot more like, um, like intense. I get not intense, but like more like anxiety producing. Yeah, like, I don't but know. And now and on the rewatch and like the past couple years and like a week ago, it's just like I don't know. It, that maybe scene, it's just the thing that happens because it's just like we know it so well. I don't know. I don't know. It's I don't know. But other scenes are more interesting to me still. Oh, so for like, sure. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah I don't know. But yeah, something about that scene almost makes it like awkward now when mm-hmm. I watch it. I don't know. It's something weird. And one thing I noticed on the rewatch too is whoever plays like Luke's like parents, I think they're like whoever's playing them like does a really good job. Like Luke's dad, like his adopted dad. Oh yeah. Like he's great in this movie. Yeah. They literally have like five minutes of screen time, but they give like some of the strongest performances in the movie. Yeah. And like some of the lines like they say, especially like with the all, like all the plot of Star Wars that we know now, like, 
like hit yep. really hard. Oh yeah, because like, he brings up his father. Yep, yeah. and that and that works out because when they made this movie, they actually I'm pretty sure it's like commonly known that like they didn't have the twist of like Vader being his dad yet. That yep. was added in between this movie and the next one. Oh yeah. Um, so, but like it still works out so often with like the way people speak that it just still hits hard. Oh yeah, because like because like Luke's mom is like, oh well, you know, he's turning out just like his father. Which, uh, and then his dad's like, yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. And then, yep. like, with the added context of the twist they added on later, it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, obviously that could fit into a lot of holes, but, like, right. it just fits so perfectly with mm-hmm. that. Right. Uh, but, yeah, so I, I think I, I just wanted to call that out because they're not in a lot of the movie, but on the rewatch, I was like, damn, these are two really good characters. Yeah, and I I don't know. It's definitely, like, the HD and the enhancing of it, but I don't remember, like, the burnt shard like skeletons being that graphic when oh I was yeah a kid. no i think i do remember that <laughs> like I, I i remember it being like kind of graphic but i don't know if it's just it's pretty it's rough higher definition but yeah like that was way more brutal than i remember yeah, yeah especially considering like what normally happens in star wars where oh, it's yeah. like pew i'm, I'm down <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean with i the, guess people get their arms cut off and stuff so. yeah and like the whole no blood makes complete sense because like yeah. uh Laser guns and like uh, well, there's blood just movie. cauterize it right away. It's oh, usually yeah. alien blood though. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think there's Which some kind of rule with. against that in the ratings for some reason. Like if it's blue, oh, it's a big rule. Like if yeah. any red blood, it can be limited. But yeah, if it's green or blue, yeah, you mm-hmm. can go wild. Um, I think it, it's uh, extremely upsetting that Chewbacca does not get a medal. I want to call that out. Yeah, that was pretty. Uh... He saved the day. Well, him and Han Solo saved the day. Yeah, he clutched a lot. Yeah. I mean, sure, Luke used the guidey bullets, whatever. But, I mean, he would have died. He would have got killed by Vader. So, oh, give, yeah, give Chewbacca a medal. Absolute travesty. Right. You and your silent fucking uh, temple, like, medal giving away ceremony. Yeah, can we? that scene will just always live in infamy, especially after the whole re-edit of Yeah, there's the- a, a YouTube video that I wish I could credit the creator where they just oh, edit man. out the music of that scene at the end where everyone gets their medals. Because no one says a word during no. that ceremony, which you don't realize is awkward until the music's taken away. Because <laughs> yeah. the only noises made in the room are R2-D2 at one point being like, weep, 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 and then everyone just looks at him and laughs. Yep. <laughs> Honestly, you know what fixes that scene super easy? Hmm. You just add, like, a band or something in the background. Yeah. Because there's a huge, like, obviously John Williams kills, like, the soundtrack. It's not the, one of the most iconic Put John Williams in the movie. Time. Yeah. Just have him be, like, a conductor, like, in some fancy oh, outfit. Oh, yeah. Give him, like, some alien-like horns or something. Yeah. Like, if this is a big ceremony, there'd be a freaking band. And, like, the music is so, like, ceremonial. Like, you'd think the people would be hearing it, but mm-hmm. they're not. That would have been a good idea. So, like, yeah. Like, that mm. fixes that. Uh, but yes, uh, destroying the Death Star so epic. It's so cool that like that'll never be a plot ever again, and this will be such a unique plot moving forward in Star Wars. And they definitely won't do it again in two more <laughs> two more Star Wars movies. <laughs> Dear Lord, right? Uh, two movies later, there's another Death Star. One movie later, there's another Death Star. <laughs> it's kind of funny because they uh, in the comics. I don't know if I can't remember if it happens in the movie, but like there's one general uh, in the Empire that's like super adamant that the Death Star is like the one thing that they need. It's like the one thing that's gonna save them. And it, it, it's kind of funny because it's like, well, that was basically just George Lucas's write-in because that's all the things they could come up with as like an <laughs> right. antagonist like weapon. Well, and there's another general too who was like, the Death Star was a mistake, like putting all our resources oh, yeah. into one basket. Like we could have had a whole fleet of these like Star Destroyers. Yep. So like it's cool like uh, getting into like the kind of the detail that they add to this movie. Oh, that's yeah. That's why it was kind of fun reading this alongside the movie because I think, th- well, we'll might as well get into the comic now. We're kind of doing it naturally. Yeah. Um, The comic kind of goes, like it takes place right after this movie and kind of fills in the blank and honestly kind of works with some of the plot holes to make them fit into the story. Yeah. Um, like, because one of the big ones is like Darth Vader let Luke escape. 
Like, he even says later in A New Hope, like, I put a tracker on the Millennium Falcon. They won't get far. Yeah. It's like, but why would you let them escape with what they were here to get? <laughs> what? So it's it's kind of weird. But then in this movie, they call that out. Like, like they actually call that out as a mistake by Vader. And they're like, no, like, don't fuck up like that again. Like, you're too proud. Mm-hmm. So it kind of goes back and tries to work with some of that internal logic and make it work later. It also does a good job of kind of, like, mixing in the new continuity of, like, the prequels even, like, into this comic as a whole. Um, like you'll see things like, you know, like the droids pop up later, like from the prequel movies, like there's cool things like that. Um, to get the creative team out here, uh, before we get too far, uh, this comic is written by, uh, Kieran Gillen, a very, very, like probably one of the best working comic book writers there is. Um, so it's really cool that they were able to get him on this book. Um, artist is, uh, Salvador Laraca. Uh, colorist is Edgar Delgado. We have letters by VCs, uh, Joe Caramanga. Uh, Kieran Gillen's one of my favorite writers. That's why I was surprised they actually put him, like, on this book. Um, like, I heard there was a Darth Vader comic, and I was like, oh, okay. Like, what, what had he been doing? Uh, he does a lot of really, really good comics. He did, he's done, like, the, a really good saga on Loki. Like, he's one of the best, like, Loki writers. Oh, okay. Um, he has a really good indie series called The Wicked and the Divine, which is super, super good. Um, he wrote, uh, Young Avengers, which is one of my favorite books. Um, there's there's a whole bunch of good stuff he's he's got. Um, cool. Uh, Wicked in the Divine is probably his best one. Okay. Um, oh, and he did. Uh, he's got a really good series coming. Out. Oh, he did uh, Peter Cannon uh, Thunderbolt, which oh, is a really okay. fucking good book. It's like a, a twist on like Watchmen kind of. Because oh, Peter cool. Cannon is the character that uh, Ozymandias was based off of. Oh, okay. Um, so he kind of goes back and writes Peter Cannon like as uh, Ozymandias almost, but then kind of uses it as like a meta knowledge of like we need to move past Watchmen and write new stories. That's like, yeah, kind of yeah. what the whole book is about. Okay. Um, yeah, so, no, so I'm into that. <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot of really clever ways of just kind of like working with comics as a medium and using that uh, to his advantage. Okay. And he's got a comic coming out right now with Dan Mora. Uh, oh, nice. All about like King Arthur. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, it's really dope. Damn. Um, unfortunately, I hate to say this, but the art is not my favorite. I was going to say, I think they might have blown the budget on yeah, the writing. I don't know. I don't, like, I don't want to totally shit on the art, but like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's not that solid. At the same time, I'm not going to like sit here and list like, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat I, it. I lie out through my teeth and say I like it either. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I don't, I don't want to sugarcoat it, but yeah, it, it's not. The art isn't good. I mean, I, I don't think it's terrible. No, no, this, no. I've definitely seen worse, but it's like upsetting that a, a comic that's like written so well is like does not have art that is pleasing to look at. And honestly, one of the like the worst part of it is that uh, worst looking things is Darth Vader himself. Like, yeah, it's just very bland and like I, don't, I just sometimes feel like, like the could have gone a lot are of a little different weird. ways. Yeah. yeah, and like the, the worst part is when they have to draw uh, characters from the original trilogy, like uh, Han, Leia, oh, or Lord. Luke, <laughs> uh, because. And I'll be honest, on that part, I'll give them a break, because that has got to be hard. That's fun. a hard task, yeah. Yeah, because drawing original characters, easy, because yeah. there's no kind of, like, thing it's being held up to, like, it has to look like this. Yeah, there's not one definitive version yeah, of it. You can just kind of be an artist and make your vision of it. Yep. Um, and, and even with Darth Vader, like, it's simple enough where it's just kind of like drawing a superhero. It's like drawing Spider-Man. Like, you're going to yeah. get it close enough. Oh, yeah. And, like, it's... A unique enough of a look where you can be kind of variant with it, and, and not, you'll still recognize, and it. it'll still look good, or yeah. like, or you'll, it's like a different style of. But it. if yeah. you have to draw an actor's, like a real life actor's yeah. face, who, good yeah. luck. There are two specific panels of like one of Padme and one of Luke that are, it's rough. It's really, it's really <laughs> like, rough. I don't know how an editor looked at it and they like went over it and greenlit it. It's it's weird. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of like, a, I mean, you draw Luke's face better. And he's like, I can't, so that's fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anytime they have to show like a real kind of like actor, it's it's upsetting. Thankfully, it doesn't happen a lot. 
and like the at least Palpatine like already looks like a foot, so it's like it works. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, but like it's not just that too. Like the art in some points, like even like the lightsaber action scenes are really boring to me. Oh yeah. Like it's always just like him holding it lazily while like it looks like beams just hit it. Like it never looks like I've seen better like sword play in, in like panels before. Definitely, yeah. Um, which is what this is basically. So I don't know. It, there's I, a lot I of think things it's I'm just more, not crazy. About. I think it's a lot to do with like just the progression of it because it's a lot of yeah. just like uh just like kind of uh stocky motion of him just like holding out the lightsaber and then there's and one then the sequence will come from off panel yeah, yeah there's one sequence that it's super vivid where he like force picks someone up and basically like throws them into some like weird lizard things mouth and yeah the, like the sequence in which it happens it's like him looking at him and then a cut to the thing's mouth open and then the next panel is like the dude like like all basically almost completely consumed yeah, like his by feet the hanging thing. out. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, wait, th- did he throw it into him or did it come in yeah, and that's, then it landed? Yeah, that's what that's what I mean, pretty much. But, yeah, I mean the colors are great. I see, and what what I should have like looked up is, I mean, what was the schedule for these books? Were they trying to pump these out super quick? Or was no, it I mean, like a I I I, I don't know for sure, but I can't imagine this was anything more than monthly. Okay. Uh, bi-weekly books are pretty rare. I mean, the only books I've really seen go bi-weekly are like a big event book yeah. or like action comics or like detective comics. Like usually those are the only ones that are going to go out twice uh, twice a month. Gotcha. Um, but to get to uh, some of the plot here, I think it's kind of cool because it starts out with uh, on Tatooine. You see Vader kind of going in by himself into Jabba the Hutt's palace and just kind of like cutting through the guards very effortlessly. And uh, he kind of has this like negotiation with Jabba the Hutt, like straight on, just talking to him, just being like, I-, I need information. I need like contacts of yours. And Jabba the Hutt, like knowing what we've seen from the sixth movie, like a Return of the Jedi, we kind of know like some of the traps he has laid out, mm-hmm. which is-, is clever to write in here because like you kind of like ex- if someone is reading this comic, there's no way they haven't seen Return of the Jedi. Yeah. There's just no way. No. Um. So it's cool to call out that trap door that's from the movie right. without ever even saying it. They don't ever say that anything about the trap door. Oh, Jabba yeah. the Hutt just makes like a clever comment about like, you step carefully, you're smart. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's just like right there kind of like outlined on the on the panel of the floor. So it's like little stuff like that. It's just like written very cleverly. Oh, yeah. Um, and it kind of shows him just kind of like, uh, he makes the same comment that he makes to Luke uh, in the sixth movie. He's like, oh, mind tricks won't work on me. You're going to have to try something else. Yeah. Peter's like, well, mind tricks aren't a tool of the Sith. That's or aren't a tool of the Jedi. That's a tool of the Sith. Yeah. And just force chokes him and, and like doing what he wants. And it's like, nope, that's the difference. Yeah, that shit's child's play. Yeah. So it's kind of like a cool scene of just like Vader showing up and just kind of immediately just like taking out someone we know is like holds a lot of power here. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it immediately cuts to a scene of him on Coruscant with the Emperor where the situation's like completely flipped. And the Emperor's kind of calling him like a fucking idiot here in this scene. <laughs> like legitimately. This is kind of what I talked about where it's uh kind of going back over some of the things that happened in A New Hope mm-hmm. um, because it talks about how these like rebels just kind of we tractor beamed them into the Death Star and they basically just made us look like idiots Yep. Um, and he's calling that out he's like you even put like a tracker on that ship and like let it go like that was foolish and he's like, you know, I'm sorry. Like, I, I won't mess up again. Yeah. And uh, the way the Emperor is written here, I think, is really cool, too. I think he's got uh, the way he talks is pretty interesting. Like, he kind of it makes him sound like more intelligent than he normally comes off in the movies. Oh, for sure. Because um, he has a really good line here, too, that I like where he's like, uh, like, I don't trust you anymore. Like, you're not a commander. Like, you're you're a sword. You know, it's better for you to to be wielded than for you to wield. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, from now on, you answer to, like, the officers. You're like, you're just a member. You're just a uh, member of the army now. Like, you follow orders yep just um, gets a huge demotion yeah pretty much <laughs> uh just a big humbling moment and kind of just like sends him like assigns a uh 
um, just kind of like a person to watch over him. Oh, yeah, because Palpatine's got a new pupil in town who has like a lizard eye, which actually looks pretty cool. Oh, yeah, no, that guy's kind of cool. Like, sort of, like, he's like half cyborg, it looks like. And then we find out later, like, he's pretty much all cyborg because he can keep remaking himself. Yeah, it's like it's half cyborg, and like I think uh, she even mentions there's like other like animal DNA too. Yeah, I think, like some of the skin and like the eye is like a like some kind of amphibian. Oh yeah, that whole group is really dope. We'll get to that in a little bit here. Oh, for sure. Oh uh, god damn it! I'm, as I'm flipping through this, there's more of those panels. There's like a panel where Luke is like yelling at <laughs> Vader, and oh my god, it's just like oh, Lord. his face just looks so ugly. He's oh, like, man. I was there on the Death Star. You killed Master Kenobi, and his face is just uh, no. Oh, it's rough. Like, I wish I could th- have like emotional thoughts about that scene, but I just look and I'm like, what's his face? <laughs> his face. What is happening? Uh, but the first issue ends on kind of a cliffhanger. It shows Vader back on Palpatine using the contacts he got from Jabba the Hutt. And he's meeting with a bounty hunter. And who else but uh, Boba Fett himself. Oh, yeah. Uh, with a Wookiee who we uh, is not from the movies as far as I know. Um, I'm pretty sure. Is that the dude that's in Battlefield? Uh, No, no. I don't think so. Because there's like a Wookiee you can be that has like a huge scar across his eye with like a crossbow. Maybe, but he's not a hero. He's just kind of like a soldier you pick. Usually the heroes are the ones with like oh, main true, characters. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Um, anyone else who plays Battlefront Two, please feel free to chime in. <laughs> We're on Twitter over at Agents of Podcast because no, yeah. <laughs> we would love to know. Yeah, uh, he basically uses uh, Boba Fett and this other bounty hunter to try to track down this uh, this kid who was on the on the Death Star. Because at this point, Vader doesn't know who that is. Like, he doesn't know for sure. He just knows that he's some kid who has the Force. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of where this comic, like, really gets its, like, emotional backbone. Is like, that whole mystery of, like, him, the, like how he found that out. Yep. Um, yeah, that's, like, one of, co- one of the coolest angles. Right. Uh, but this is where that general comes up, too, that we talked about. Like, the guy who says, like, you shouldn't have built a Death Star. You should have built, like, a bunch of Star Destroyers. Like, that would have been a smarter way to go about it. Yep. Because um, he's, he's the one now tasked with looking over Vader. Like, he's Vader's new commander. Um, and he's kind of telling him, yeah, like Tarkin was a fool. Like he, he deserved to go because he was an idiot and he was leading us to bad, to bad places. Like you should listen to me. I like, I have better ideas. I've, and he's, and, uh, Vader's got a good line where he says like Tarkin had vision. Like you have graphs and this other guy's like, don't, my graphs work pretty well for me. Yeah. I got the biggest star fleet in the galaxy. So well, he actually says I have graphs and the command, which is kind of just like shut the hell up Vader. (laughs) Right. Uh, and it's kind of funny because he assigns like another subordinate to look over Vader, like someone to just keep an eye on him. And this other guy's like a lot less uh, kind of uh, confident. Yeah, he kind of just bungles through it all. Because it's funny because he keeps following Vader and he's like, you can't kill me. You're going to be in big trouble. And Vader's like, <laughs> you're technically right, but don't push me. <laughs> he's like, my patience is very thin. We can't go in there, Vader. Please. <laughs> he's basically just like begging him to be nice. He right. has no power. Um, but this is kind of where some a lot more of that like prequel stuff that I mentioned earlier comes in too that I think is kind of cool because Vader's plan right here is to like find basically uh, a loyal squad like someone outside of the Empire who he can trust like who's not like part of Palpatine's inner circle yeah so his idea is like uh, he even has a line here where he's like I, I like droids like they're trustworthy mm-hmm. um, which kind of goes back to like you know his old Anakin like Anakin days oh yeah um, so that's his plan here so he's, he's like looking for droids that he can use and one of them that he like kidnaps off these rebels um it's cool there's a cool scene where he's like fighting them and they actually have like two like reworked droidicas like those shielded ones yeah um which is cool to see come up because like design there's a lot of cool like designs in the prequels like cool just like oh for sure um 
like I, I hate that I keep bringing up Battlefront Two, but I'm sorry, I keep playing. It's what I'm playing right now. <laughs> yeah, I hate I hate to do it, but uh, but like the Droidicas, like it's fun to like play as them, just like rolling around like with the shields. Like it's, it's a cool. Design. Oh no, I've always loved. I used to have some two like badass uh, like miniature toys of those where you could actually like uh, like fold them up and like do the roll thing. Yeah, it was so awesome. I, I'm I, I'm a nostalgic Homer, but I'll, I'll I will stand the Droidica. Oh, I always will. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. But yeah, it's cool. Like seeing him go through and kind of just like kidnapping these droids. It's cool seeing his like Tie Fighter too, like the one from the, uh, like the classic one from the movie, like the the big one. Oh the yeah, wide one. Sure. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, but but yeah, he's kind of going through trying to like recruit like his own like private squad here, and the other ones that come up are pretty interesting as well. There's like a uh, uh, he meets up with uh, Doctor Afra, who we'll talk about a lot more in a minute here. Yeah, but there's also these two droids who he picks up. One of them is like a C three PO, but like specializes in torture. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his name is like Triple Zero. Yeah, it's, he's actually a pretty funny character. No, he he really is because like he he. They play off like what you expect from C three PO, and he actually has like talks in kind of the same like cadences. Oh yeah, but then he'll be like, "Oh, and now it's time for your torture, sir." Yeah, because he's kind of <laughs> got that chippy personality, but it's like the opposite spectrum where he's just always just happy about torture and murder. Right, so they're <laughs> leaning into the fact that C three PO is creepy as shit. Oh yeah, it works. Oh, it absolutely works. But yeah, so they introduce this here to Doctor Afra because Doctor Afra has a lot of these kind of like specialized droids that she's been stealing and kind of reworking. Um, and so that's where she kind of comes into play here. I think she's an interesting character because there's a lot that like this is my first introduction to her, like these yeah. kind of first issues. But I think what interests me the most about it is just kind of trying to see where her head's at. Like I'm wondering like where her kind of like she's very kind of like bubbly and kind of like uh, gung ho about the Empire. Yeah, which is interesting to me. I'm like wondering where that comes from and how that could play into things later like i'm sure that's that's some po- at some point that is that whole illusion is going to kind of drop oh yeah um so i'm interested to like that, that building it up that way i think was really interesting because then you can play off that and be like okay like why do they think that way like why are they going along with all this it's not something you'd expect yeah i, I could see that I, my main pickup from it was just she's just super like adamant about survival <laughs> yeah, but I, she even brings it up later with vader where she's like so like are you gonna kill me or do we have like a deal going on yeah that's true some of it might be her just kind of like trying to play up to his ego yeah and just kind of like it might just be like an acting thing she does yeah um but i also don't get the sense that she's super like against him either which is kind of like oh no for sure yeah yeah so that's kind of where i'm interested to see like kind of where what her background is and like kind of like where she how she got to be here I, i'm sure we'll get that at some point oh definitely. Um, but that's kind of what interests me about her her, at least initially but she's also just kind of like a badass just kind of like indiana jones kind of like a uh, spy thief yeah which is really dope <laughs> to have in star wars because there's a lot of just like it's like her going through like laser defenses and kind of like you know hacking all these different droids and shit it's pretty dope yeah uh the droid who we find out that he rescued from that first ship ends up being like basically like a, like a war machine r2d2 <laughs> yeah um like like filled with like cannons and flamethrowers and shit so i think uh darth vader found the, f- the squad that he was looking for yeah it's a good start yeah uh, looking for more of these droids, they actually do end up going to Genosis, which, if that doesn't ring a bell, it's the planet from Attack of the Clones, yep. uh, where that big like droid battle happened and like the big arena and whatnot with Count Dooku and all that nonsense. It's a good map on Battlefront. It too. is. <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite map on Battlefront, in fact. <laughs> If you missed it while it was free, I'm very sorry. You had your chance. Oh yeah, no, it's it's been great. It's I I shat on that game a lot when it came out, but I think now that they've released like all the content, it's not bad. Well, I'd, I don't think it's great. I wouldn't pay for it, but it yeah. was free, so I'm having fun. Yeah, because I like I semi enjoyed the first Battlefront and played a decent amount, but yeah, after a while, it got stale, and like I just mm. never had too much interest in Battlefront two. But yeah, once we got it for free, yeah, I've been all about it. And, and like when this game first came out, like it was all like micro transaction oh, and shit, too, and all that yeah. stuff's gone now. So yep. I think that, yeah, maybe that's kind of like. It's just how you release a game. Oh, for sure. 
Um, but yeah, that's it's that's it just reminded us of that because the uh, the Genosa uh, scene that we have here in the comic looks just like that. Yeah. Except this is like in the far future, so it looks like this whole planet's just been like decimated by the Empire. Yeah, it's seen better days. Um, but there are still some of these like basic battle droids that are still kind of here. It looks like they've been hacked by one of like the final like droid makers who are, who are still here. Yeah, it's actually pretty terrifying when they first encounter them. Yeah, it, yeah, she's like strapped to the machines like a little bit. She's like built into the droids. Well, even like even like her drones, because uh, Triple uh, Zero and the like War Machine R two D two like roll up in like that tunnel, and then there's just like all like the mangled up like droids with the red eyes are just like oh dear. Yeah, and they have like bug wings now. Yeah, like they look creepy as shit. Yeah, it's, it's like the typical cool ones design. you'd expect now with bug wings. Oh yeah, yeah, it's actually a really cool concept. It's just like the. This like basically a a queen of a hive a hive of droids that just like took over in this destruction and just made like her own colony of like mangled droids. Well, it's it's good the way they play off it too because they like the empire basically like wiped them out like, yeah. uh, after that whole incident and so. Like, she's, like, one of the only ones left, so she's using the droids to basically rebuild her people mm-hmm. and, like, basically rebuild her people as droids and just kind of, like, pass the culture on that way, yep. which is, like, pretty grim, but it's, like, if that's all you got, it's, like, she's just trying her best, but then Vader just comes in and is, like, <laughs> uh, no. Snuffs Shink. that right out. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeesh. Uh, but Vader uh, escapes. There's actually a funny scene where, like, they get on this, like, disc, and they kind of, like, fly off on the disc, which you don't see at first, is being suspended by this rope. And Afra even says, like, I hope this ship is sturdier than it looks. And Vader's like, oh, don't worry. This isn't the ship. And kind of looks up. Yeah. And it's actually, like, a modified version of that, like, Naboo cruiser from uh, Phantom Menace. Yeah, it's like the Silver Surfer chromed out version of it. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, I, th- I think that's pretty cool. And like all these Easter eggs are just here for people who like remember the movies. Like they don't ever like go in your face about it. Like this is my Naboo cruiser from <laughs> yeah. back during before the Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's never like really annoying like that. It's always just in the background. Yeah, there's never any grandstanding. It's just like it's just there because it's part of that universe. Right, and that's the difference between like a annoying in your face Easter egg and just like cool world building, just yeah. kind of like art. Oh, you know, absolutely. That's yeah. the difference. I think that's how you got to play it in a in a book like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there is that scene you talked about earlier where Afra kind of just like for the first time like it's a little bit more honest with Vader, where she's like, "I don't really know what your plans are. Like, I'm kind of terrified. Like, if you're gonna kill me, just do it because mm-hmm. like this is like nerve wracking." Yeah, like, it's pretty cool because she's like, "Well, if you're gonna do it, just uh, do a lightsaber through the neck, like nice and quick. Yeah, like, th- that's all I want. Yeah, <laughs> let, me, let me have a preference. I've helped you. Yeah. Uh, but Vader's like, it gives the Vader answer. He's like, "You're useful to me. Like, you're you're gonna be alive until you're useful." Which, yeah, that's uh, just a non-answer. So yeah, that's it, a non-answer. It doesn't help the anxiety at all. No. Uh, <laughs> you've got a bad boss, I mean, to be honest. Yeah, that, that's a rough gig. Um, but they end up using, uh, Vader uses his private resources to basically sneak into, he, uh, that guy with the eye, uh, they ended up recapturing him and Damn. torturing him for information using that torture droid that they have now. Yeah, Triple Zero walks out. He's like, good news, I got the info you wanted, but uh, he's dead. Yeah. It's like, oh boy, all right. It's like, ah, whatever, that's what I wanted anyway. Yeah, I guess I guess they got what they wanted. But uh, then it ends up being he's just like a, a like a floating consciousness that can just create new bodies. Yeah, that's what I, because when they first bring him in, he says like, I'm not going to tell you anything. You can kill me, you can do whatever you want. You, yeah, you like, I'm not even giving you my name. Yeah, which is a badass line, right. but then uh, like Triple Zero unfortunately got it anyway, so it's like, oh God, what is Triple Zero doing? He was very yeah. confident. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see that body. Um, but yeah, we find out that's why he was so confident because he's like, I could, you could just kill me. I'll just respawn. Yep. Uh, I'll be fine. Um, but they come across this like secret facility essentially that's like in this kind of like organic kind of flying. Uh, it kind of reminds me of like uh, like the X Men. There's kind of like these giant flying things with the Shi'ar that kind of look like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but inside are basically these. Uh, I, I guess you'd call them like forceless Jedi. 
Um, they're basically like uh, a new Jedi Order is what they're trying to start here. Yeah. It's basically like they're saying like the Jedi were kind of assholes and fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like we're going to like use those same concepts but reapply them in like a way we think is constructive. Mm-hmm. Which again – Fair. The Jedi weren't great. <laughs> Not the best. Um, so it's gonna, and then like Vader's like kind of takes that as an insult. Surprisingly, he's like because the Force is still something that he considers sacred, even if he's like the only one left. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's still technically heresy. Right. So he's like, you know, this is heresy. What you're doing is like disgusting. Like the, them like training with these lightsabers here, like just using like the like kind of a small iota of the Force to use their abilities. Yeah. Because he even says like the Force is like weak within you, like twisted. Like you, you all, none of you can hold your own. Well, aren't aren't they? Are they all kind of like cybernetically enhanced? Uh, I think most of them are. Yeah. Okay. So, like, yeah, that's kind of their makeup for the lack of force, but, yeah, it's still... But they, it, Vader does, like, sense some force in them, so they are using okay. some kind of ability here. Okay. Because he just says, like, it's, it's like, super weak, like, it's, like, an abomination is what he calls it. Gotcha. So it could even be, like, uh, the um, enhancements or maybe, like, helping them access that, but that, that goes off if you're going off, like, the prequel version of the force versus the, the original version. Yeah, because if you're going off mitochlorians, then... Then, that, sure, then yeah. machines could do it. Why not? It's just but a fucking cell. I hate that idea. Yeah, it started out as such a cool thing. It was, like, the kind of... The force is such a great fucking... Yeah, just, like, a spiritual kind of energy. Yeah. Like, yeah, but that, no, Like, it's, that's just a, a great universal metaphor. Right. No, but so I guess it maybe it just, like, pumps mitochlorians into them. Yeah, just a bunch of nanobots cool. in your blood. Not great. <laughs> Real special. Uh, yeah, so either way, I mean, they don't call it out, thankfully, but... It could be it's it's whatever you like, um, but I kind of saw it as more of like a general Grievous thing because General Grievous didn't use the Force; he just swung lightsabers. Yeah, um, and they even call out Grievous later in here. Yeah, so the, I think, the dude who started this program is like, yeah, I was a big fan. Yeah, <laughs> so I think that's kind of more what they're playing off of is just being good with lightsabers. Yep. I mean, they're yeah, they're great weapons. Yeah, and it's there's a cool scene where he kind of sends like this suicide. It's like Suicide Squad of New <laughs> Jedi against Some him. Some kind of Suicide Squad. Yeah. And uh, there's uh, a guy who kind of looks like Bosk. I think he's the same kind of alien. Yeah, it looks similar. Um, we have uh, Admiral Akbar looking dude. Yep, we have a Mon Calamari with four arms who uh, is very much like uh, General Grievous. Yeah, yeah. One of them is just like a stealth droid, like one of those Imperial stealth droids from Hoth. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was a kind of a wild card. Yeah, and then there's the two Jedi. He was like Jedi types. He was fighting, and then there's one who's like blind with all these droids. It's like the droids that they use for the lightsaber training, but like flying all around, so they can kind of use it as their sense. Yeah, she's kind of like the mystical one. Yeah, so it's basically uh, it's like a cool fight after that of like Vader going against like all these different Jedi uh, like remakes, and even Palpatine shows up, and we find out Palpatine like was the one who basically hired these guys as a backup plan yeah, for he Vader. Green, yeah, he greenlit all this. Yeah, uh, and that's and that's that's why Vader had to go behind Palpatine's back to, yep. to get here. That's the whole twist is because he brought in this guy. That was in the, in the first issue. He, this guy was in Palpatine's office, yep. and he was like, what is this? Like, what are you guys talking about? He's like, don't worry about it. Yeah. And so then Vader <laughs> had to go on his own, get a bunch of droids and Dr. Aphra to go and capture this guy himself to find out what was going on. Yeah, like, time for that, contingency. Uh, and then even Palpatine shows up, and he's like, all right, well... If these are my backup plan, it, if if I shouldn't take them, then prove it. Like defeat all of them and like in single combat. Yeah. Not even that. No, all of them at once against you. Yep. And Vader's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And so we get to see them all in action. Um, unfortunately, again, like I said, the action scenes it's, in this book aren't that exciting. I wish it because these characters are all really cool. Yeah, it's it's like, it's pretty depressing. Oh man, yeah, because like even the character with like the gen- the fucking General Akbar, uh, sorry, uh, Admiral Akbar, kind of like uh, General Grievous uh, lightsaber wings. Like it looks design wise cool, but like in action, it just looks not that exciting. Yeah, it's it's pretty boring. 
Yeah, unfortunately. So we I'm, we kind of just skip through that, and then Vader does take them all out and kind of confronts uh, the Emperor. He's like, well, you know, if you did all that, like, do you not trust me? Like, is this is what is this partnership if you're not gonna like believe in me? And he's like, oh, well, not even really though, because one of the one of like the other Jedi or non Jedi ends up like killing. Uh, like one of their own dudes oh that's true so it wasn't even really a victory yeah yet. so like they kind of just like called it off after that yeah so it was kind of just a stalemate but it's kind of seemed like vader was gonna win oh he would have yeah. won yeah absolutely um but yeah and then after that he's like uh palpatine like what the fuck bud yeah <laughs> and palpatine's like oh i always knew you'd win you're my favorite yeah okay so a little revisionist history but sure yeah a lot of backpedaling yeah, he's basically, and he tells him at the end, he's like, you proved yourself worthy then, like, prove yourself worthy, like, now. Like, yeah. you need to keep proving yourself worthy. Yep. Um, I think the best scene in this arc is at the very end with this last issue. This was the heaviest oh, yeah. scene in the whole comic. Yeah, this was the buildup. Yeah, Vader just goes back to his ship, and you kind of, like, that's kind of the wrap-up of the story. You're kind of like, okay, that's probably where the issue's going to end, but there's one more, like, big scene they have ready for us. Yeah. Vader just goes back to the Star Destroyer, just sitting on his ship, and that's when Boba Fett comes back up. And he's like, I got the job done. Like, uh... I found out. I found out about the boy. He's like, "Did you bring him to me?" It's like, "No, I didn't find him, but I got his name." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Okay, Skywalker." Yeah, and this is the <laughs> and this is a really cool moment because we don't in the movies we don't get to see the moment where Vader learned. Yeah, we never see that moment. No, so seeing that moment here is fucking heavy. because oh, yeah. you don't even need to have dialogue. Vader literally doesn't say a word for the rest of this. It's just Boba Fett talking to himself. He's like, "We're done here, I guess." Right. I'm just going to see myself out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, he, yeah, he has the flashbacks of Padme and all that. And then, like, the Emperor telling him that she uh, died or whatever. Or yep. that he accidentally killed her or whatever. Yeah, because the yeah, Emperor's like, you you killed Padme in your rage. Like, yep. the kids didn't survive. And then now Vader knows for the first time that the Emperor lied to him. Yep. And he kind of just sees... And it's literally just, like, Vader standing there as the like the thick kind of, like, space-shielding windows in front of him just start to crack and uh yeah it's it, like it almost looks like he's gonna like break the spaceship yep and then he even like goes to the emperor right away like he this he's, he's t- like angry calling him like you better answer you son of a bitch yeah. <laughs> and uh the palpatine calls it out right away he's like uh i sense your great anger is there something you want to say some proud defiant words maybe or are you going to know when to like wh- where your place is and vader like doesn't say anything he's like i i, I thought you wanted me angry but like like I need to know. Like I, I just need to understand us precisely. Yep. And uh, and yeah, you can kind of tell like that's going to be the moment where Vader kind of starts to slowly drift away from the Emperor. Like it, these kind of scenes add a lot to like that twist at the end, like of the movies where like I was going to say does go against the Emperor. Does this solidify like the theory that Palpatine knew that Vader would betray him? Uh, is that a theory? Yeah. Cause oh yeah, that, isn't with, that like what the new trilogy tries yeah, to tell us? That's how. It, yeah. I mean, maybe, but uh, that's maybe. Still, <laughs> but I'm, I still don't buy that he fucking survived. I, d- I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely not. And like the, in the movies, it certainly looks like he's being betrayed. Like, well, when we get to oh, it, yeah. I think I think it'll be more evident because it's literally him being like, "No, yeah, it's a no. big. Sh- it looks like a big shock. Yeah. yeah, unless he's like doing a really good acting job. Please don't throw me in the pit, right? <laughs> like, I, I'm all for retcons, but let, let's just not let's not lampshade our retcons. Let's call them as we see them. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Uh, but yeah, that'll bring us to the uh, the end of the first six issues there. I think that's a really good place to cut it because that twist is, uh, that's where I, I think reading this, I, I was like, this is pretty good so far. I don't know if it's my favorite comic ever yet, but getting yeah, yeah. to that part, I think that was the first moment where I was like, this is adding something that I think is really worth like having in like the Star Wars universe. Like that was a pretty cool revelation. Like 
that technically I knew happened at some point, but being able to see it is still shocking. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think that's a really cool twist uh, to put on the end there. Um, I don't know exactly what the next arc is going to be. I hope it has more Afro. I'm pretty sure it, it does. Uh, it's going to, it's a, the first two issues are like all Afro, and like she, it's literally like a team up with her and Bosk and some other like bounty hunters, and like they are, planning, oh, without even Vader. Like they're planning a heist. Oh, that's like dope. The first two, yeah. I mean, no, Vader's still like oh, littered okay. in there, but yeah, it's like the, the side story. Nice. Yeah, because I'm excited because, uh, Dr. Afro is just such like a, uh, that book too, like her own like solo book is just so highly regarded. Like this, that's why I wanted to read this book to just oh, get yeah. myself introduced to that character. Yep. Um, so like, yeah, I'm really excited to read that. Um, yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm surprised that she, like they haven't kind of capitalized that on any other like movies or like, I mean the Mandalorian has like every fucking random Star Wars character in it now. Yeah. Like, where I, the fuck is, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, at that point, like she should definitely be like a contender for to be thrown in that or something yeah put dr afra in there instead of fucking rosario dawson yeah she'd fit great <laughs> or, in that universe how about we just forget cara dune ever existed yeah, for real <laughs> let's just get rid of that cara dune who's that i just remember dr afra <laughs> yeah that's that would be immensely better yeah let, let's get all those fucking pieces of shit off that show and then it'll be a little more enjoyable <laughs> yeah uh but yeah that'll bring us to the end of star wars for this week next week we're going to be reading uh issues I haven't. Maybe we should start reading if you're down for it. Maybe a couple more issues because there's only like 24 issues in this run. Okay. I think it could be pretty easy to fit that in and kind of cover this whole book um, in these three weeks. We'll see how far we get. But yeah, if we do six issues a week, that'll only put us like four issues away from finishing the whole thing. So I think that would just be a shame. And the, and these like they're not too dense either. So oh like, no, they, they flow for sure. pretty quick. Yeah. So I think we we might just do that because this issue this book ends at 24. Yeah. And I think it launches into another Vader book, but with like a whole different plot. And I think uh, Afra might launch out of that too. Gotcha. So I think that would be a good place to call it. Yeah, I'm down with that. Cool. Then yeah, uh, next week we'll be reading uh, issues six through maybe like Seven. ten. If we if Seven. we do that. Seven through... Oh, sorry. Seven through, like, uh, probably 12, then, maybe, or more. Uh, maybe yeah, probably, th- like, 13 or 14. Yeah, maybe even that far. Uh, we'll, we'll see where a good place to cut it will be. Yeah. But at least start at seven. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll be watching uh, pro- maybe the best Star Wars movie, Empire Strikes Back. I'm excited to rewatch yeah. that one. That's that's the one I, re- I know the most, because that's the one I've rewatched the most. Okay. Because when I'm in a mood to, like, rewatch Star Wars, it's tough to, like, go and watch all of them. Yeah. So if I'm going to pick one, it's always going to be that one. Yeah. So, like, that's the one I always rewatch. Yeah, for me, it's that, or Return of the Jedi. Yeah. I, I just think... Uh, we'll talk about it more next week. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, uh, Empire is just like every scene just like hits really. It's just like per- the most like perfect like well-rounded movie to me. Oh, it, yeah, it's definitely better than the first hands uh, down. Yeah, unfortunately New Hope is probably the weakest. Oh, yeah. Although absolutely. Return of the Jedi has some really bad parts that I think we're omitting. It does, but green lightsaber Luke. That's true. <laughs> that's true. I won't argue with this. <laughs> All right, everybody, join us next week. Hell yeah. For Star Wars.